0: Welcome to Habits for Happiness with Lady Fuller. The path to happiness is paved with healthy habits. We spend much of our lives searching for happiness when the key we're looking for is right there inside of us. We can discover that key through habit change, which you're about to learn about. Now, here is your host, Lady Fuller.
1: Welcome to Habits for Happiness, the show where we discuss habits you can employ in your daily life to make you happier here on habits for happiness today to talk about the habit of affirmations is the one and only yoga master yogi aaron welcome aaron thanks so much for being here
2: thank you for having me lady i really appreciate <laughs> it it's nice to be able to speak to your listeners
1: yes and have you on again we had yogi on in, earlier in the year to talk about gratitude which was also Led into affirmations, but we didn't get to fully unpack this topic. So before we go there, let me just introduce you. I received my yoga teacher training from um, my 200 hour from Aaron at his beautiful resort, Blue Osa in Costa Rica. And his bio is amazing. Yogi's been guiding students for over 30 years to realize their inner strength and cultivate indomitable will so they can shine bright and say yes to their truest self. He created applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation, which he'll talk about here to effectively address the chronic pain issues so many of his students come to class with class with this revolutionary way to practice yoga focuses on activating engaging muscles rather than stretching them. We'll talk more about this too. And it isn't (laughs) being taught by anyone else. Yes, stretching is not good. I went to yin this morning, not a good idea. This yoga and movement methodology reduces pain and risk of injury while increasing range of motion, muscle strength, ability, and alignment. His book, Autobiography of a Naked Yogi, which I've read, chronicles his life spent largely outdoors in the wilds of northern Canada to the underwater wonderland of the Caribbean and throughout the untamed Himalayas, presented the challenges that shaped a timid mother's boy into a confident yogi, an ambassador for self-transformation. Oh, I love that ambassador
0: for (laughs) self-transformation through
1: humorous and poignant life stories, attending an all-male boarding school, coming out as a gay man, building a successful yoga career. Yogi Aaron shares lessons in living with empowerment and authenticity. Today, yoga shares his humorous yet vastly knowledgeable approach to yoga at Blue Osa Yoga Retreat. Check it out in Costa Rica, where he leads yoga teacher training programs and applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation retreats. So welcome again. <laughs> How is it there in Costa Rica? You tell us.
2: It is so beautiful right now. We are um, in our what we call the summertime here, and it's just so nice and warm. And I look at all of my friends who are in northern climates, and I feel so sad for them. But I'm sitting like here in my queue. Like yeah. <laughs> look at that thing that you're wearing oh my i know i mean oh my
1: gosh i like i here i am you know it's 18 degrees in in aspen colorado and and here here aaron is i don't know what it is fahrenheit but warm i have yes
2: wearing a tank top
1: (laughs) if i just say the affirmation i am warm will i be
2: Yes. Well, what you think about, you bring about. So, yes, you know, which leads us
1: <laughs> to the power of affirmations. So, tell us about affirmations, how they show up in your life, how you practice them, and, and what they are. Let, let's start with what they are, because I think for a lot of listeners, we may have heard of the topic but, or the habit, but we really haven't heard it vocalized in a really clear cut way.
2: So, I, you know, the idea of affirmations fits really well with sort of the yogic, the tantric yogic model, which is where we place our mind, we will end up there. Mm-hmm. which another way of saying that is what we think about we bring about. And what whatever's in our mind becomes our reality. And you know we can see this very plainly in the world that certain people have certain beliefs. And there's no other possible reality other than what they believe. Mm. And, and then of course, you know, human beings are such um masterful uh, creatures that will not only maintain you know their own inner reality, but then go out and seek more proof for that reality. And so th- that kind of comes back into this idea of what we think about, we bring about. And so it's important, like if we're going to, you know, want a different life that we get to work on, on ourselves and understand why we think a certain way. And that's, that's definitely like one part of it, I think, you know, and so many people go to therapy, although even that sometimes can be a slippery road because, you know, if you find a therapist that just agrees with your overinflated ideas of how the world should be. Then you're not really, you know, doing much to uncover, or unravel why you have those thoughts, and then how to start changing those thoughts. Um, so affirmations, I think, are, you know, sort of tantra's answer for quick change, very mm-hmm. rapidly. And um, so a couple of things I want to say about it, but one is um, I was very lucky to grow up with a mother that I had who at the age of 13 had me start doing affirmations. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And one of those affirmations is one of the affirmations I use actually quite a lot still to this day. Um, when am I 50? So that was like, you know, for 38 years, 30, 37 years. Um, is that I attract those people who are of benefit to me and I'm of benefit to them. And those who are not of benefit to me and I'm of not of benefit to them, may they find their good elsewhere. And wow. so that's an affirmation that really um, helps me to stay grounded and and kind of like look at people differently through a different prism. It's like, Where can we create synergy at this moment and if not then that's okay we don't need to you know we don't need to not everybody has to be friends you know we don't have to be friends we should respect each other that's not what i you know that definitely is at the top of the list we should respect everybody and and seek to understand people but who i surround myself with in my life are those people that you know, are really celebrating me and I'm celebrating them in turn as well. And so that really helps to keep me grounded. But my mother really had, you know, challenged me as a child or as a teenager rather to be very purpose-driven, be very goal-oriented. So, so there's a couple of stories about that. But one is like when I was 15, I entered boarding school. I was in grade nine. And, you know, I was a mediocre athlete. Um, I wasn't anything spectacular, but I remember that that summer I went home and I said, I want to be number one next year. And, um, and so I started to use some different affirmations, but I also started to visualize myself becoming number one. Mm. And you know what? I became the fastest runner in my school just by (laughs) focusing on that and, um, and challenging myself to become the best version of myself. And so I did create a visualization. I was doing affirmations. Another one that I did was I was, you know, like a lot of um, high school kids, I would go home for the summer after during boarding school. And, um, you know, my family didn't really have a lot of money. So any kind of money that I had was really my own money. And so I was like, how much money do I want to make this summer? And so I came up with this number of like $3,000, which, you know, for a kid who's 16 years old, back in 1987, that was a lot of money. And so, you know, that's a lot of money
1: today for a 16 year old (laughs) for a summer, right?
2: So I went home and every day, like I actually put this sign on on my, um, you know, inside my closet at school and it said $3,000. And every day I just saw it, you know, I'd open Mm -hmm. up my closet, of course, several times a day. And actually some of my classmates also saw the sign and I suffered no end of (laughs) bugging about it. I mean, you know, they were just like, what is this hocus pocus? You know, you're crazy, you're losing it. Um, And then I came back, of course, after the summer and I was like, yep. Yeah. Laughing 3, all the way to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. So, so, so I love this. And I love this idea that you keep um, professing that where your attention goes, your energy flows, right? Because that's sort of a core tenet of affirmations, but I love the one so much around other people. Can you repeat that for everyone, for all the listeners?
2: Oh, sure. Um, it's one of um, the affirmations. Um, it actually is there, um, if you tap into my affirmation series, which I think it's going to be in the uh, show notes, oh, yeah. but That'd it's on day five and, um, and it's really about knowing that you're supported in life. And, mm. and the way that I kind of set it up is like remembering that you're supported. And, you know, lady, one of the times when I started creating this affirmation series that was actually born out of the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in March, 2020, I just felt like my whole life was dissolving that everything I had worked hard for for the previous 20 years was just leaving and gone and I had no control over it. And, you know, there was a moment I'll admit when I just felt completely destitute and, mm-hmm. But I think what really kind of hit me more than anything was a feeling of being so alone. And so I, you know, and in, in when we as humans feel alone, we feel um, powerless and so many other things. But then as soon as somebody comes and puts their hand on our shoulder, we just feel like so much more energy and that we can accomplish anything in life. And so during the pandemic, here I was in Costa Rica all by myself with this project that was falling apart before my eyes or could, you know, in metaphor, more metaphorically speaking, of course, and that I really needed to stay grounded into being supported, like feeling that support from other people. And so that was like this inner feeling, obviously I needed to cultivate, but it wasn't also, it wasn't based on some sort of fantasy or wish list. It was actually a reality, but I wasn't, I needed to kind of like absorb that reality, Mm -hmm. if you will. So I was practicing this affirmation a lot. And it's like, I, Aaron, attract those people who are of benefit to me and I'm of benefit to them. And those who are not of benefit to me and I'm not of benefit to them will find their good elsewhere.
1: It's sort of this idea of like, I want everyone to eat, but not everybody has to eat at my table,
2: (laughs) you know, and yeah, absolutely.
1: Like I respect and love, you know, but my tribe is, you know, hand selected for my greatest and good and and that I can provide my light for their greatest and good. And it takes sort of this, that takes a little bit of the soreness out of relationships when they don't work out, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: Absolutely.
2: I mean, we don't, Yeah. And we don't have to, we have to constantly remember we're all evolving in our own way and that to celebrate that evolution. And unfortunately it's not You know, other people's evolution, unfortunately, isn't as expedient as mine. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or mine. I'm very impatient. (laughs) I want my spiritual maturity now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does help me create. It does help me to engender and feel more compassionate. It reminds me to be more compassionate because, you know, I can turn into, you know, um, just very I can go into myself and and forget like other people live in the world just as easily as everybody else. So Mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of, I try to do a lot of things to keep me grounded and constantly remember that I'm inhabiting this globe with 8 billion other people.
1: (laughs) Totally. Unlike, you know, on a rock spinning around the sun, which makes everything seem a little bit less scary and definitely, um, you know, more of, We're watching our lives with detached curiosity than being so, you know, in the rabbit hole with everything. So, tell me some um, affirmations if you have one ready about grounding. Because this idea that, like, we are on a rock, like spinning around the sun. And what happens is we get so myopic, including myself that we don't, and we go down this rabbit hole of like victimhood, right? That we don't see that like the whole idea that we like live on this planet is like a miracle in and of itself. And we think everything's impossible and kind of like we're living in this, what I would say, like almost this like impossibility anyway. So like everything's possible, (laughs) right? Because we're living in this crazy situation, Um, and we're just a blip in time. So tell me some things that you do affirmation-wise to keep yourself grounded. Because I think that's an important part of affirmations is bringing us back, you know, I sound like Eckhart Tolle, to the present and letting us know that we're okay here now. And that, you know, most of our things, like you describe in the story about gluosa is, are in our sort of like, in our sort of thinking world, they're not actually true.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what you just said is just so important that, you know, one of the very first lines in the, in the Rig Veda, um, one of the prayers in the Rig Veda, one of the very first lines is, lead me from the unreal to the real, which is like such a potent idea that all of us are living our own, you know, reality. All of us are living our own Truman show Mm. and, and we don't, we as humans need to come back to seeing the, the reality, the world, our life, just as it is. And, and sometimes we get very caught up in a fantasy and, and so there's so much in the yoga world or yoga practice um, world that is geared towards bringing us back to that sense of grounding. And ultimately, what are we trying to do? You know, people ask me, well, what is yoga about yoga are those practices that help really clear your space and bring you back to your life purpose, Mm. whatever that purpose is. And that's ultimately what the yoga sutras opens up with is like, we have a purpose in life, but we're, can I say this? We're fucking it up.
1: Yeah, you we're can say <laughs> We're
2: fucking it
1: up. <laughs> They'll edit it out somewhere else if it's not allowed. Don't worry. <laughs> and, bleep, bleep,
2: bleep. Bleep, bleep, bleep. We are fucking and it up. We're fucking it up. And, um, and part of that way that we're doing it is that we get so adamant about what we believe as the truth and that it should be this way, you know? Um, one belief, for example, could be um, a, you know, uh, a younger kid that is, well, teenager, younger man, woman, younger person who's in school studying to be a doctor. And so they have this belief that in order for their life to have meaning, to have purpose, to be successful, could be to be a doctor, but really for them to have meaning and purpose in their heart, they just want to be an artist and create mm. and And so there's nothing wrong with being a doctor, but when the heart is actually asking for something else, but we're, you know, our whole upbringing and society geared us towards thinking a certain way, that's not really touching the reality of our heart and the reality of, of where our aspiration is really calling us to go. And. So affirmations have a way of, of doing that, you know, coupled with yoga practices. And so you ask me like, what is one thing affirmation I use and, um, a practice. So like just walking on the beach mm-hmm. or walking in nature, feeling the ground, feeling the earth bet- beneath my feet. And, and that sometimes is an affirmation. Like as you're doing it, you actually affirm. I am walking on the ground, I'm walking on the sand, I feel the ocean coming up and caressing my feet in this moment as the sun is shining down. I am opening myself to the sounds around me and hearing the birds and the dogs playing. And, and, you know, so just affirming what you're actually seeing, witnessing and experiencing and actually repeating that because it starts to get your mind in a place where it can be more present, uh, more still. If the mind is present, it just becomes still right away. And in that stillness, then we become more open and step out of our, you know, our viewpoints, our beliefs, our yeah. attitudes, or judgments about what's going on. I also have another beautiful affirmation, which um, is also in the series. I have, I have two here, but one is every day I allow the space for my purpose to become clear. Ooh. I honor what I hear. I honor what is revealed. I honor my journey. May I honor this sacred source through the fulfillment of my life's work?
1: Wow, I have the chills. That is amazing. <laughs> well, I want to go back to the <laughs> to the beach
0: because I can. <laughs> I
1: want to I the beach. go back to the beach. Actually, totally, literally. But um, this idea of honoring ourselves and th- in quieting our thinking brain by being present through affirmation. Mm-hmm. Really, what I hear you saying. It allows us again, to what I hear you saying in the sec- this last affirmation about to like hear our heart, like, it's almost like we can't really hear our heart because the noise of society is so loud. Right. But in the present moment, especially which affirmation brings us back to, in this sort of grounding exercise, we can hear what our heart wants. And when, and what I heard you say earlier is that when you, our hearts and our minds are out of congruency is when we find we're suffering
2: hmm Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this
1: idea of purpose. Can you say that um, last affirmation one more time? It was so good. Yeah,
2: sh- sure. Just that one second. But um, yeah, in yoga, um, we learn that the heartbeat actually has its own affirmation, its own mantra. And wow. the mantra is Sat Nam. Sat Nam is actually the sound of the heart. Sat nam. And satnam means I am that truth. I am that most beloved. I am that source. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful um, practice. And you know, you don't sometimes you don't have to understand the full significance of a mantra, a Sanskrit mantra, to feel its potency. If you I've I've done it so many times with students, we'll chant satnam for like an hour. And then afterwards, just, there's just nothing but just stillness. People are just so present. And that's what tapping into is you just so said, so well said, like the sound of the heart brings us back into our most powerful, still, um, clear state.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow.
2: So, where, our, and that's,
1: where our purpose lies, which brings us back to this beautiful affirmation. I want you to repeat.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this, this, this affirmation brings us back to um, this place that if we don't feel like we're living in purpose, come back to honoring what is is the calling of your heart. Listen to what is being asked of you. So this affirmation is affirming that every day I allow the space. For my purpose to become clear, I honor what I hear. I honor what is revealed. I honor my journey. May I honor the sacred source through the fulfillment of my life's work.
1: Ooh. That's sort of like the big enchilada, isn't it?
2: <laughs> like the <main> thing,
1: right. <laughs> I mean, if we were all doing our life's work, what then?
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if we were all really in tune with purpose and living our purpose and, you know, um, living the fullest potential of what human beings can fulfill, I, there's no end to what mankind can. Uh, can achieve or could achieve. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, one of my teachers, Swami Rama, often uses a example of nuclear energy, you know, and when, when mankind was called upon to develop something extraordinary, it came up with nuclear energy. I mean, that's just you know, mind-blowing, mm-hmm. if you think about it. And instead of using that to better mankind, we use it to destroy and threaten and fear and go back to our, our um, really our most primal state, which is the animal state, which lives in fear. And And so these affirmations, finding affirmations to ho- create that space within you so that you can rise out of, that we can rise out of that animal state. Of just living our life to, you know, avoid fear, and 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 to threaten others, that we can actually start to elevate our ourselves to be more um, heart centered in our lives. And of course, in the last show or the last time I was on here with you, we talked about gratitude mm. and and living more in in gratitude. But also, the other part of that equation is well, how do I, as a human being, start to become the best version of myself? And mm-hmm. and so affirmations do that and start to kind of reorientate ourselves to be more directed in life. And one of my favorite expressions, like having in, you have a, a, an outside shower. So you go and take a shower every morning. Some people are very obsessed with this practice, you know, 30 minute shower to get, You know, every inch of you clean, people also should be taking an internal shower. So, drinking water every morning. Yes, yes. But people also need to, you know, get your spiritual shower so that Mm. you can, you know, also have that moment where you just scrub out like all that negativity and replace it with with focus and direction and positivity and excitement and aspiration. Yeah. Rumi said at best that aspiration is the wings of humankind. And that is when we as, as humans really have the potential to thrive the most in life.
1: Oh my gosh, I have the chills. So <laughs> this is why it's important to, to surround yourself with high vibe people. If that's your, If that's your aim here, right? To have yeah. your tribe also be reverberating at that higher vibe.
2: Um, absolutely. And, you know, I went to go see a motivational speaker one time. And I want to say it, was, it wasn't it was Wayne Dyer. It was, um, oh, I don't remember now who it was. But it was, oh, Mark Victor Hansen, um, who wrote the book Chicken Soup for the Soul.
1: Oh, yes. And, yes.
2: and I believe it was him, but I also could be misquoting it. So don't, um, you have to fact check. But... <laughs>
1: Okay, but, We can believe and fact check all at once.
2: Yes. And, but, it, but anyway, it was a motivational speaker and he said, you know, when you have somebody negative coming into your life, you know, and they're just like being really down, you know, what I recommend is don't just walk away, but run the other way as fast <laughs> as you can. <laughs> and because negativity loves company, negativity loves mi- um, misery, loves company and, uh, you know, one of the rules in my teacher trainings uh, immersions that we have at Blueosa, is that, you know, it's, I believe it's the second one, which is don't complain and don't explain.
0: Mm. And what,
2: what I always see is like, when you get people in a group, they can be the most elevated. It can be wonderful. It can be um, just so aspirational to see what happens when people come together. And then one person starts complaining and sometimes it can just spread like wildfire and mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden within two days the whole group energy and the whole group dynamic just completely changes and um, it's it, it's not easy walking this path, lady. I think we have to constantly be reminded of that like it's just not easy to walk this path. you have to stay vigilant it is a path of consciousness it is a path of conscious choices um it's a path of honesty with yourself um mm-hmm. and then sometimes honesty with other people like you know if somebody sits down and is a debbie downer <laughs> run <laughs> or or acting like yogi karen um <laughs>
1: I mean, it's so funny. There was a woman, we went to a restaurant, my daughter and I, and she's 10. And we went to a restaurant recently and there was a woman who had had too much to drink and she started yelling at the, uh, she was a little bit, she was, you know, my age. So I'm dating myself, but in her forties or something and yelling at the bartender that the place smelled and blah, blah, blah. And she left and she stormed out actually after having words with the bartender and my daughter stood up and she was like, now that was a Karen. <laughs> the whole place just erupted. They were like, what? She's the only kid. You know, I should, I went in a bar, I was in a restaurant, but it was, it was really funny. But yes, when we have negative people, it's really important to know that we can absorb their energy, but I'm going to put a pin in that. Cause we're going to go to break and everybody hang tight and we'll be back in just a minute. Thanks guys.
0: Try out a free coaching session with your host, Lady Fuller, to learn more about our individualized and corporate coaching programs. Learn to drop bad habits and pick up healthier habits to live a healthier life. Email her at lady at happinessmba.com. That's L-A-D-Y at happinessmba.com. Or check out our coaching business at habits, the letter for happiness.com. Want to reward clients, customers, or employees with a gift that will blow their socks off? We at International Gifting Company have your next corporate event covered. We carry 250 personalized gifts for on-site incentive events. Or we can create virtual gift boxes your employees and clients can receive at home. Contact us today for a quick and free proposal. We love to wow! contact info at intlgiftingco.com or check out our webpage at intlgiftingco.com It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
2: You are listening to Habits for Happiness. To reach the show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to our program, and here again is Lady Fuller.
1: We're back. Thanks everyone for hanging in there. We're here with Yogi Aaron, who is a master yogi and guru and one of my favorite people on this planet. And he's coming at coming to us from Costa Rica. So welcome back, Aaron and we're hey. here today <laughs> hey and if you haven't realized yet aaron has beautiful energy that's very infectious just like the negative energy we <laughs> talked about before his is even more infectious actually we should just plant you aaron in groups that are feeling negative to just like just do it like you know a whole energy shift um but yes yes amazing thank you for bringing your energy here today but we You're are very talking welcome. about affirmations so so tell us, you had talked to me before we started the show today about a couple affirmations that you had done about feeling supported, and I think these are important too because I think one of the things that's going on in the world now is that we're kind of in this tender time, right? We have um, we have unrest in Ukraine, we have um, this. We're we're still coming out of this two-year sort of what I call like back burner. Pause time of COVID, and I think people are feeling very. At least I can speak from my own experience. Pretty tender, right? We're like, I've been sitting home for two years, and now I'm got to go out and being invited to all the parties that weren't happening and everything else. And, and but I'm not the same, right? And so, like, how do I now this new version of me operate in this new world? And it's a little bit, at least for me, I can. It's, it's like a little disarming, right? Like how do I, like a re, It's like a reapproach. Um, and everybody wants everything to be the same, but it's not quite the same. If that makes sense. It's definitely not the mm-hmm. same. So yeah. what you had talked about earlier, which I want you to share with the audience, if you will, it really, I think, helps us realize that we are sort of part of something greater and that we're yeah. not alone in our journey.
2: Yeah. And I just, I also just want to speak to something too, because I think that the, this last few years, I think there's two kinds of people that have emerged and there's one kind of person that has really used this as an opportunity to grow and to ask the big questions of life and get to work on themselves and go, you know, my life before, I don't want to be that person or I don't want to be, you know, that, um, you know, um, you know, always like at my computer working to make other people money, whatever it is, people, I think it was a real opportunity for a lot of people to work on themselves, but I also think it was an opportunity for some people, well, a lot of people, to dig in on this sort of idea, this 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 paradigm that they have, and it kind of my business partner Adam, um, he's working on these beautiful art pieces right now, and. Um, these kind of like art pieces that you can interact with. One of them is like this big sofa and, um, and all over the sofa, it's actually made of garbage. Oh, wow. Then he put, and then he put like these words, like my comfort is non-negotiable. Ooh. And, and yeah, it's really kind of. I your, love
1: that. In, my comfort is non-negotiable. I'm going to write that on my computer. <laughs> my comfort <laughs> is non negotiable.
2: It's a powerful statement because mm-hmm. we, I think that, you know, there's, there's definitely a group of people we're seeing this where, you know, my comfort is non-negotiable. I had to, but I had to, was forced to do all of these things these last year, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that now we're seeing this kind of like, um, energy where people are just, you know, kind of exploding all over the place in terms of, you know, um, filling their lives with whatever they want because they're, they've missed out on, on this comfort. And the reason why I'm saying this is, is for a couple of reasons, but at the top of the list is just so important. If we're going to evolve individually that we do the work on ourselves and Mm -hmm. we ground in and we take that time to really come back to, you know, what is important to, come back to, why am I here? Come back to, you know, what, 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 what steps am I taking in this moment that are going to help me live my best life and fulfill the purpose of my heart? Mm. Um, and, and so sometimes when we go back out in life, we're just, you know, going back to that example of like, okay, I, I'm becoming a doctor because I must. And, 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 um, I have to be successful in life and I have to have a better, bigger house and another car and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and none of those things are right or wrong. I mean, it's not a, it's not necessarily a value judgment. I think it's so individual, but taking that time to kind of ground into with myself is like, okay, is me buying this new car really helping me live the purpose of my life maybe maybe what I really need to be doing is selling everything, downscaling, finding a one-bedroom apartment and becoming an artist. I mean mm. so it's it's just so it's so different but that introspection, that stopping, um, putting a stop on ourselves so that we're not just constantly spinning the wheel, you know our own hamster wheel of life, and that we actually kind of get off the hamster wheel and go, okay, actually, I want to go this way or, you know, go that way.
0: Yeah,
1: get out of so, Groundhog Day.
2: Get out of Groundhog Day. Absolutely. Mm. And so anyway, I found um, when we were on break, I, w- I found this affirmation and it just, I just love it so much. Um, and it, it kind of also brings us back into um, this idea of tapping into abundance Tapping into the the best part of myself. I think so many of us in life act out because we're afraid of not having something.
1: Self-sabotage. And
2: self-sabotage. <laughs> and and that we that we forget that there is abundance, there's abundant energy, there's abundant resources, there's an abundance. And and you know, going back to when I was talking about the pandemic happened and my sort of First gut reaction was just fear. I was so, oh my God, mm-hmm. the fear was so paralyzing. And part of that happened, there's a few reasons, but one of them was just forgetting where abundance comes from. And this beautiful scripture um, that, you know, is in the Bible that says, Notice the lilies of the field, they neither toil nor spin, yet our heavenly Father cares for them. And that's like, you know, that's the direct source saying abundance is everywhere. We have everything we need. We just need to come back and remember it. So this is the affirmation that I have for that. And it's every moment I'm choosing to become the best version of myself. I carry joy in my soul and love in my heart. I am choosing to live this day to my fullest capacity.
1: Wow. Do you say that one every morning?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing.
1: Yes. Well, tell us, Do you do affirmations? Tell us a little bit about the how. So We've talked a, l- a little bit about the what, and I want to hear some more affirmations. but do you wake up? Tell us about your morning routine and how affirmations play a part in that, because what i heard you say earlier is so important when we're walking this path and these are my words not you yours to visit what i call the spiritual gym to mm-hmm. you know make sure that we're not are our, our just showering our bodies and or hydrating but we're really like nourishing our souls and so this mm-hmm. is i believe and i was taught by you that the morning routine is part of our spiritual gym so tell us more
2: Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's kind of taking a look at starting to take a look at like what happens in the mornings when we get up and and starting to have a routine and it can be a routine of anything. There's no right or wrong. It's worthwhile mentioning that in, I would actually say every single spiritual tradition, um, doesn't matter if you're Muslim or Christian or Jewish or Buddhist or Hindu or a yogi, whatever it is, every spiritual tradition on the globe agrees that the most important moment of the day is mornings. And in yoga, it's it's one of the explanations for that is just it's that time when spirit is the most alive mm. is is in that sanctity in. In the morning hours just before sunrise is that that's when spirit talks to us and is alive um, my teacher swai rama once said and i don't know if this is fact checked true but he said that in the morning between i think it was four and six if i believe i believe correctly that there's actually the oxygen level in the air is higher at that moment than other areas of the day again i haven't never fact checked that but that's what he said and um You know, if you wake up in the morning, you sense something different. And there's this kind of sacredness, if you will. So, in that sacred moment, you know, what a lot of people do in their life is wake up and then go and put on the news. (laughs) Not a good idea. (laughs) Not a good idea. Um, Or, you know, or look at the newspaper and, Again, it comes back to the very first thing I said at the top of the hour, which was be careful where you put your mind mm. because that becomes your reality. And that's not to say that you shouldn't be aware of the news, but it is saying like, well, what do you want to start? What do you want your first focus to be? Do you want it to be focused on you know, this very kind of negative down thing? Um, do you want to put on, you know, talking heads on your television set who are arguing about something really ridiculous at the end of the day, or do you want to do something that's going to help you align more with your life purpose so you can go out and manifest it that day?
1: (laughs) The latter, the latter. No, I know I, to all my clients, I tell them, you know, please put your phone in the, in the bathroom or somewhere else where if you need to use it for an alarm, but that checking social media, which most people do within one minute of waking is oh a, lot, a lot of so 97% of Americans check their phone within one minute of waking and, and no, nothing good happens on your phone. Like no one tells you you won the lottery or whatever on your phone, but yes. the, <laughs> the, the one thing that I think is so funny is like, especially it's true for the news. Like it's a lot of people to invite into your sanctity of your bedroom before you even have your clothes on. So
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: you know, I think it's really important to, to make sure who you're inviting into your bedroom, right? Um, Absolutely. Literally and figuratively, but yes. So, so so tell us about your morning routine.
2: Well, the morning routine that I've grown very accustomed to, I have a few different um, things that I do, but very often I wake up and there's just silence, you know, and I'm very lucky, especially when I'm at Blue Osa, because we practice silence until 7.30 30. Um, with all of the guests, so everybody is practicing silence, and that silence is broken with some very sacred chants. So before people can sort of, <laughs> I was going to say it, not in a very nice way, but before people can open their mouths and start like, you know, verbally vomiting all over the place, um, we put on this very sacred prayer, and the again, just reestablishes that sacredness of the stillness that also has a sacred ritual of bringing in, you know, the day. So us talking to each other is how we start to interact with life. And that we, that we also kind of, again, infuse our mind with this very positive and sacred chants, which, you know, mantras and affirmations are like us kind of throwing, if you will, a little tiny pebble into a big pond. Mm -hmm. So the pond is your mind and the pebble is your intention. And it's so small. And we think like, oh my God, this doesn't really have that much effect, but it does because when you throw that pebble in, no matter what the size, there's a ripple effect that just keeps edging outwards outwards and outwards and if you keep just dropping those little pebbles more and more ripple effects start to uh take place in your mind and just my you know a friend of mine gave me so you asked me my morning ritual and it changes sometimes depending on where I am Mm because I travel a lot but one of my favorite morning rituals at Blue Oso is to go on the beach and practice affirmations as I'm walking and just as the sun is rising. And, you know, my favorite animal is with me, Destiny, and she's just always there to keep me company. But a friend of mine gave me a mantra, you know, many years ago. And I was in this kind of place that I was like, what am I, what is my life about? What am I doing? You know, some people call it a midlife crisis. I was just like, you know, there was a moment, there was a period of time when I just didn't know what direction I was going. And, and so I just would reflect on that and be okay with it. It wasn't, I didn't need all the answers in that moment, but my friend uh, gave me this mantra and I started practicing this mantra And mantra. Sanskrit mantras are very much like um, affirmations in many ways. They reaffirm the essence of who you are and your constant connection with the divine. Mm-hmm.
1: The reaffirmations.
2: Yeah, so this this um this mantra, and so I started practicing it, and I tell you, within like a few months later, my whole life just changed on a dime.
1: Okay, well, you have to tell us what's the magic mantra.
2: (laughs) Well, it's a very private mantra. That one. Okay, you
1: would tell us that. that Won't tell us that. But what was a uh, mantra someone could practice?
2: Well, one practice, one mantra would be like Om Namah Shivaya. So mm-hmm. Om Namah Shivaya is a mantra. Um, one of the pr- mantras that we practice at um, the yoga immersions here at Blue Osa, so there's a couple but one of them is um Om no varaniyam Bargo devasya yona prachodayat. And so that's a mantra. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. No that's problem. a mantra that we um can practice on our own. That that mantra reaffirms again our connection to the divine, but also as the divine, you know, may that intelligence of the universe saturate my own inner knowingness, so that mm. I may stay constantly fearless and in touch with my life purpose.
1: Oh wow! That's, so even that's a bigger. A- that's even a bigger enchilada. that's like the combo platter
2: (laughs) hello we're not messing around here (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) we gotta go for it we got yeah we're on the clock here we're yogis on the go
1: (laughs) we're on the clock anyway right i mean this is the one thing we can't get back is time and that's why it's so important to ground ourselves and live our you know would I, you know, I'm developing a course called create your kick-ass life. And it's like, we just don't, you know, people are saying like, well, I just don't have time to like, sit down and create that for myself. And it's like this idea, like you don't have time not to, right. Yeah. Because, you know, as far as we know, we're only here once, we could be here many times, but in this embodiment of this life, you're only here once. And so why not make it um, as, you know, fabulous and kick as possible because our yes. potential is unlimited. You know, we only, we only use what two, two to 10% of our brain even. Um, and, um, you know, so So much much
2: of what we do every day is by habit. Mm -hmm. And so yoga is the stopping really of those habits, uh, all habits. I mean, doesn't matter what it is just stopping the habits so that we can understand what the habits are and begin to shift our momentum. Let's shift our momentum away from, you know, um, like even just driving to work every day, how do, we, how do we stay present during that drive rather than going into autopilot in our mind? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, how did I
1: get here? Right. Which yeah. is like totally frightening. But back to this idea with yoga, I have this like vision. What's coming up for me in my head is like the purpose of yoga is like you come in and you like come in with all your like suitcases and backpacks and you like put them down, which is your past. And you get grounded and present right through affirmation mantra and movement of your body. If you're doing asana and then you get really present and then it's like a springboard to then like walk off the mat, leaving your backpacks and suitcases right there where they were and spring off into like this next version of whatever is your day or life or what have you.
2: Yes, Absolutely. I mean, oh, I it's take, take, taking out everything out of the closet or, you know, the storage room, looking at it, which is basically saying what you just said and, okay, what, what do I want to keep? What do I need to let go of? And, um, yeah, is this really helping me? I mean, so many of us have habits, um, as I'm getting, as I'm teaching more about applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation. So many people are in a yoga program and you ask them, why are you doing that yoga program? Like the asana yoga, asana program. And they'll say, well, I'm, you know, I've got back pain. Oh yeah. So how long have you been doing this practice? Well, I've been doing it for 10 years, but it keeps my back from hurting. Oh really? So, you know, you do the practice. Yes. And how quickly does the back pain return? Well, it returns about two hours later. So I have two hours of relief. Well, maybe, have you ever considered changing your program? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so
1: tell us, this is part of what you're now teaching and tell listeners this about this whole muscle activation. It's new to me. And I feel like I know a lot about health and wellness. So, so, so tell us.
2: Well, yeah. And so this, this has been born out of my own experience. I was that person who had enormous back pain. I actually started getting back pain when I was 18 years old. And then on and off have been suffering with it ever since when my thirties, it actually started to get worse and worse and worse. And I never really understood what was happening. And then I started seeing, um, kind of a body worker, uh, person. He's much more than a body worker. Um, but he does this technique called muscle activation technique. And every time he would work on me, I would notice that not only the pain would disappear. But it would disappear for days, if not weeks, mm. afterwards. And then, of course, I would go and mess it up and start stretching again. And but I didn't know that at the time. It would take me another many, many years to figure it out. Well, one day after um, a ser, like I seriously injured my back, like in a really, really, really bad way. And after I had started to get better and started using these muscle activation techniques on myself in my yoga program, I decided I really need to begin learning more. So I went back, I went to school and studied muscle activation technique. Mm. And I thought at the very least, I'll learn a little bit about anatomy. And at the most, I'll pick up a couple of exercises here and there that I can start to integrate. And little did I realize like this whole thing would completely change my paradigm about yoga, the way that yoga is being taught, and there's like yoga poses we should never practice. Which ones? Being... Which ones? I'm afraid that I, if I tell you, I would be blacklisted. Uh, <laughs> okay. On your podcast, and it would actually <laughs> probably traumatize you. So I think, like, you know, that's another podcast. What, okay, that's another one. One, one. one yoga pose, but but my point, what. I completely changed um, the way. And so all of what we're doing is focusing on improving muscle function,
0: mm. improving
2: the connectivity between the brain and the muscle and understanding that there are certain things that we will do that will actually disrupt that communication system between the brain and the muscle. And so when you need your muscular system to work, it doesn't. And we see this so often in yoga, either people will throw their back out while doing a yoga posture, or they will leave the yoga class and then, you know, they'll, you know, be in the shower and they'll reach for the shampoo bottle And all of a sudden their whole shoulder and neck will go out and then they'll be in pain for 30 days and they can't do yoga. Um, And so I think that, you know, a lot of people are afraid to challenge the system. What I'm trying to do is get people to not just be afraid of, of challenging the system, but also like, well, let's just kind of shift our thinking just a little bit. We don't need to stretch. Stretching has nothing to do with yoga, actually. Yoga is about Let's coming back to our life purpose, just stripping away those things that are Mm -hmm. getting between us and our life purpose and, and allowing ourselves to come back to that place.
1: Yeah. I love that. So how, you know, as the show concludes today, tell us about how people can find more of you because this muscle activation is just, it's revolutionary. And so it's amazing that you're servicing the world in this way. And for people who may be experiencing back pain or, any similar thing that could be helpful? How can they find more of you? And if they want to get certified in yoga or just go visit Blue Osa.
2: Um, well, I would say visit the show notes and, um, what I'll do in the show notes is we'll put a link to my affirmation series Mm -hmm. and people can access it there. They can also go to yogi And, um, there's actually a, um, uh, and opt in there that people can actually access a free seven day, uh, pain-free series that we created to start educating people a little bit about, um, muscle activation, but also how they can start to use some of these muscle activations in their life. Just very simple things to start getting rid of pain. Pain is a symptom of muscles, not working properly. If muscles are doing their job, mm-hmm. pain disappears. Pain is a symptom
1: of muscles not working properly. I love that.
2: Yeah. 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 Pain is another way to say this. Pain is a symptom of muscle dysfunction. So what we want to improve is muscle function, elevate muscle function, and you can start to live a pain-free life.
1: Totally. And what would this also apply to people who might have an injury that caused damage to muscles?
2: Absolutely. Um, I mean, people have injuries uh, a lot of times because of not only, but because of oftentimes stress, trauma, and overuse Mm -hmm. that's inflicted on the neuromuscular system. So our job in applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation, uh, YAMA, is to begin correcting that imbalance and start improving the communication system, strengthening the neuromuscular system so that there's more communication to to both of them as muscles start to work better we can start to have more stability one of the ways to think about it is like you feel unstable when you walk on ice you know how Hmm. your body begins to tighten up well tight tightness is actually a protective mechanism in the body to stabilize the body what are we doing in yoga a lot of times or, or that we're being taught to do? We shouldn't be doing this, but we're taught to do this. And not from Indian teachers, by the way, um, Western teachers. We're taught to stretch those tight muscles. Well, stretching tight muscles is actually a violation on the body. The body is protecting itself itself. By tightening up, and you're trying to force it to become untight, which is this is, is, is revolutionary,
1: really revolutionary.
2: Yeah, <laughs> nobody's talking about this. No one's talking so about I, this. <laughs> I, I, I'm making it my mission to start injecting more conversation into this. Oh, I love this. Yes,
1: and what's so amazing, and and we'll and we'll pause here, but the the idea of the mus the the body as a total system, right? It's not just the muscular system, it's not just the neurological system. It's this combination of systems that work together. And sometimes we're isolating them so much, um, just like our head and our hearts can't work alone; they have to work in unison. Yeah, Absolutely. bringing it back to the beauty of affirmations and visiting the spiritual gym. So. <laughs> In closing, I just want to remind everyone the path to happiness or the road to happiness is paved with healthy habits. And please listen next week for another riveting conversation on a habit that can change your life. And many thanks to Yogi Aaron and Check him out, Blue Osa and Yogi Aaron and his work on the muscular system and not overstretching or stretching and also just bringing light into the world. It's such a pleasure to have you back and I'm so happy to be with you again.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, uh, lady. And I love being with you and talking with you. And there's just such great synergy with you. Thank you so much. Yes,
1: yes. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone. Tune in next week and have a great day.
2: Thank you for tuning into Habits for Happiness. Please join Lady Fuller for another edition of the program next Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, discover how to find your new happy place.